0: Seattle, Seattle and you need to buy yourself a home you will be
1: For listening to the Ron and Don Show, please hit subscribe.
0: Hey, you guys! What's going on? Episode number two hundred three, and may I be the wish—the first uh, to wish you all a happy New Year's—is uh, it's New Year's Eve, twenty twenty. Twenty
1: twenty-one is here, uh, and let it be a better year, a more fun year, a more engaging year, a freer year. Uh, than 2020. So that's in the rearview mirror.
0: Yeah. Thanks to Leshua for getting signed up uh, with the Ron and Don podcast as we head into 2021. We're so appreciative of that and also our partners at Windermere. Uh, Ron and I have put together a playbook. If you're thinking about buying, selling, investing, sometimes people think they have to be a couple weeks out or a couple months out. You know, a lot of people decide to buy or sell, they could be 18 months out,
1: right? Yeah, let's start to get that plan together. This uh, playbook gives you a lot of questions to ask and answer. So just email me, ron at com, and I will send that to you free of charge. Yeah.
0: Hey, this episode is going to be a lot of fun. In fact, uh, what's one of the things we're going to be talking about? Something that happened to you earlier this year up at your tiny house?
1: Yeah, I uh, inadvertently, because it was 2020, I inadvertently shot myself in the hand with a three-inch framing nail gun. Uh, and let the hijinks begin. So, uh, we go over that story is, I, I want to say it's one of the highlights of the year. It's, it was a low light for me, but it was one of the most talked about episodes we had all year. Yeah.
0: Also want to share with you. Uh, I went to Maui in February with my son, with one of my business partners, Joe, Joe's a home over there. My son told me he wanted to go swimming with the turtles. I thought he wanted to go see the turtles. No, he actually wanted to swim with the turtles. And that's the day that he introduced me to something called Black Belt Courage. Uh, so G-Force will join us in that segment. And then we have a bonus segment coming up in segment three. So you don't want to miss that. All right, don't go anywhere. It's the best of Ron and Don 2020. Thanks for stopping by, and we will see you on the other side of this. It is midwinter break right now in Seattle. What do we do? Just eighty. 80- the papers say 80 days of doom and gloom, straight 80, is that what it was? It
1: has been uh, pretty harsh, but yeah, the last couple of days of sunshine have been amazing. Yeah,
0: so I'm, I haven't done a real good job in my life of taking vacations, traveling, going places. Ron has done a great job at that. Also, my friend Joe does a great job with that. You guys are real hard workers, but also you're real hard players. Uh, and I do a good job of playing locally, but sometimes not globally. And well, in fairness to you, you did grow up in the Midwest where you just drive everywhere. You drive everywhere in the family country square right. station wagon or the travel all. This is true. So uh, it wasn't modeled well for me. Uh, we driving up. to Chicago. Yeah, I just got my passport a couple a couple years ago, right? So anyway, I decided my son's nine. He's turning 10. And let's get on a plane and let's go somewhere where we know it's going to be sunny. And my friend Joe, who's one of my other partners, uh, we decided, hey, let's go to Maui. He has a place there, kind enough to invite us. And I had been there before and jumped out of a boat to go swim and and see the turtles. And that's another story for another day. But Let me share this story with you, though. We're, We're flying over. Uh, to maui my son and i have been studying do you do that when you're traveling somewhere do you like kind of like to study where you're going of course and, and yeah, you get and, a
1: book and you sort of see what the sites are going to be yeah you don't want to just
0: of. go to italy and reflexively eat a pizza and come home you
1: kind of want to unless know. you're my brother <laughs> I and mean, that's all he wants to do is eat pizza
0: yeah and you kind of want to know what's going on so we we're studying the turtle the life of the greenback turtle they have been around before the dinosaur they live through the extinction, and chances are they will be around. Ron, when you and I are gone, uh, some of the turtles that we saw, they will still be here probably when my son has passed away one day, right? Because they live to be about 100 years old. There are turtles they have found they believe to be 350 to 400 years old. And as I just shared in the previous segment, they are they are endangered in certain parts of the world because they travel they travel so much.
1: What did your guide say is rule number one about green turtles? We talked about this. You don't feed or molest the turtles. You don't touch the turtles. You don't touch the turtles. The
0: other thing that you don't do is you don't hover over the turtles. They have lungs. And if you hover over the turtles, they can get intimidated and as a result of that and in fact this is how they used to ha- harvest turtles they would hover over the turtles and they would actually drown the turtles and then pull the turtles out and these turtles can be hundreds and hundreds of pounds anytime you go to hawaii and people say I'm going to see the turtles, which I thought is what we were doing. You can go to beaches there, and you can see the turtles. We've done that in
1: Mexico where they're laying their eggs. It's fascinating. Yeah, I've it, seen the the hatchlings. Yeah,
0: before. and we did that too, and we saw the turtles, and we saw the we saw the seals and all that. And my son was just like, "Yeah, this is really cool, but this is not. This is not swimming with these turtles. He wanted to swim with the turtles. So there's a place uh, where a lot of turtles kind of congregate, where there's a lava tube here 's
1: Don giving you secret information We <laughs> give you the secret place where the turtles that you can 't touch are going to be
0: yeah so there's kind of a turtle cove and a turtle beach, and so we decided uh, we went and my friend Joe and I are just kind of looking at each other we're like well let 's go get some mass. So we went to a place called scuba joe's let's get let 's get some mass, and we will get some snorkels and we 'll put some flippers on, and we 'll get him a little belt. And we'll just kind of go out, and we'll swim a little bit, and we'll swim out 100 yards. If we see a turtle, we see a turtle. If we don't, we'll just swim back in. And at least he know that we tried, right? Because that that was kind of our plan. And I have seen him struggle in a swimming pool before. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to get in the the Pacific Ocean here. But there's going to be two of us. Joe is an accredited diver. Uh, He's a very, very good scuba diver, so I felt safe with him. Uh, He's lived on Maui for a very, very long time. And uh, so he was kind of our director and our guide, so it's my It's Maui Joe. It's my son. We put on our gear. And we go out into the water. And he's never been in salt water before. And he gets some salt water in his eyes. And he starts to cry. And I mean, my son didn't cry very much. And really started crying kind of blubbery tears. And we are just standing in the water. It feels like kind of up to our ankles right now. And I'm like, how are we going to get out there? A hundred yards. Just how are we gonna get a hundred yards when he just got some salt water splash in his face and he is crying now? He is crying. It's painful? The salt water? Yeah. <sighs> so like I guess we're not gonna see any turtles today. But at least we're going we're going to do Joe and I are are like, you know we 're going to do tur- turtle theater, kind of like when you go to the airport and you know if somebody's getting on with a bomb they 'll never find it. those get on right same thing t s a theater this is turtle theater, so we get we get in the water, we get his belt on, we get all his gear on, and I explain to him I explain you know the the salt water's not going to hurt you uh and sometimes sometimes this is where. This is where you got to reach down a little bit, and he looked at me. He goes, "Daddy, this is going to take some black belt courage, uh, isn't it?" And I said, "Yeah, it's going to take some black belt courage." And he he wanted my buy-in. He said, "Do you think?" Because usually you just get one check mark when you do black belt courage. Yeah, he wanted to know if he could get two check marks for swimming in the salt water. And I said, "Yeah, I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you two. You're
1: che- out check marks two che- left
0: and right. Two check marks. If we can get a hundred yards out, and then we'll swim out, and we'll come back. And that's what we decided to do. We get in the water. Maui Joe is swimming uh, out front. My son is right behind him, and I start swimming behind G Force. And we swim, and we kind of get. We get ten yards, fifteen yards, twenty yards. I won't go through all the yards. This isn't a play-by-play football game." We get about 50 yards and, uh, I'm looking over at him and he's like, he's like into it. He's like, he is and in the water is now, it's like, if he has to touch the bottom, we're in about eight to 10 feet of water. And I'm just like, do I, do I, and I can't signal Joe cause he's way up ahead. I had my son and I if things are going well we're supposed to go thumbs up if not thumbs down I look over I give him a thumbs up he gives me a thumbs up and I'm like okay well we're about 100 yards out now I guess we're gonna go out to two like maybe we'll go 200 yards so we're at 200 yards now the ocean is that we're looking below us and you know me in heights and being underwater freaks me out a little bit he has this smile on him ear to ear we are now in about 15 to 20 feet of water. Probably it, crystal clear. Crystal clear, and now we're beginning to see the fish, and we're beginning to see the coral, and we're beginning to see all this shelf life. We're beginning to see the remnants of the lava tube. And Joe looks around, and he gives my th- son a thumbs up. Gunner gives a thumbs up. I'm like, I thumbs guess- Thumbs
1: down, thumbs down, right, I'm, out. Right. I'm out.
0: I'll meet you back at the beach the only one that's a little freaked out right now is this guy over here I I, I mean I kid you not I kid you flying 30,000 feet in a plane bothers me being down below the water in a swimming pool bothers me and now not being able to touch the floor of the ocean it's bothering me we are swimming and we are going for it and we get he swims and I'm so proud of him he swam almost it was over half a mile we are now in 40 feet of water. And if you wanted to swim to shore, you couldn't because it's just jagged lava rock. So we are committed at this point. And I look over. and Maui Joe, he kind of he swims down. And then he starts pointing out in the shelf because these turtles have lungs. And they kind of sit in the shelf. And he dove down. And just as he was diving down, a turtle... Dove up. You're not allowed to feed or molest the turtles. It's a $100,000 fine if you do so. So we saw our first turtle uh, swimming up. And we swam up with him. And we kept... uh you're supposed to keep about a 10, 15-foot distance. We were probably 20 feet away. And then the turtle started... Big one? Yeah. Probably 200 pounds. Started diving back down. And my son started... He looked over at me. We came up and he said, Hey... Can I go Can I go swim with the turtle? And I'm like, yeah, go for it. And I was afraid his, tor- his snorkel was going to fill up with salt water. And when it does, when you come to the top, you're just supposed to go t- in right. the number two and spit it out. I look over, G-Force O'Neill is swimming with the turtles. The first turtle we ended up calling success because we actually found one. Then we see Charlie 2, who we named after his dog, Charlie 1. And then we see Helen... Uh, came around the corner. And then a number of our other friends. And we are a half mile out in the Pacific Ocean. The Pacific ocean, as he called it when he was a baby. And he is nine years old. And he is swimming with the turtles. We ca- We come to the top. And we're kind of having a regroup. And we're talking. And you could just see the thrill in his face. And... He looks over at me and he said, Daddy, he goes, when we get home, he goes, I think that was actually worth three check marks. He goes, you know what I just showed you? And this is true. He goes, I just showed you some black belt courage right there. And he said, you know what, Daddy? He goes, you're not a very good swimmer. He goes, goes, you just got schooled by a nine-year-old. I kid you not. You just got schooled by a nine-year-old. And I did. So the thrill of my lifetime as a father, the thrill of my lifetime as a human, the thrill of a lifetime to see your child do that and and every once in a while to just look for your own black belt courage in your life. And I was reminded to do that from him and every once in a while to look at the world through his face mask, through his lens, through his eyes, because sometimes you get a little salt water in them and uh, just kind of keep going. My's got a little salty than himself, but for a different reason. So anyway. We all get schooled by our children once in a while, don't we? Yeah. Things get tough this week. Reach now, find some black belt courage. Keep swimming. All right. He's Ron. I'm Don. Thank you so much for stopping by and listening to Episode 69. Thank you for making the Ron and Don Show on Podcast such a success. More people listening now to the Ron and Don Show on the podcast than have ever listened on Terrestrial Radio. This thing. Has gone boom and it's all because of you. If you're on a real estate journey, reach out to us, ron at windermere.com. You keep your head up, you keep your shoulders back, you keep swimming, you keep looking for that black belt courage. All right? Just don't get schooled by a nine year old. We'll see you next time. It's Ron and Don only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Ron and Don, Ron and
1: Don, Ron and Don. Ron and Don. Ron and Don.
0: Ron Ron and Don Radio Network, man. Okay, how much do I have to pay you for this? (laughs) One (laughs) dollar.
1: If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. Started out right away with Don helping us look at the options, like here are different ways you can approach the sale of this house. I bought and sold a lot of real estate over my life. Don's listening skills were um, superior. Don came with Ron. He was incredibly well-prepared. They were just really impressive. And the things that they outlined that they were, were going to provide their services were, it just made it easy. It was a lay down. And so we put it on the market on
0: Saturday. There was a lot of interest they made an offer on the on the offer date for over asking price we did amazing. It was the best case scenario. We couldn't have done better. It couldn't have been a better experience.
1: When we first sat down, they showed me what property was selling for in my neighborhood. They had several suggestions on when we should go on the market, what we needed to do to get ready to go on the market. I I couldn't be happier with the experience we had.
0: We all celebrated. It felt like a team victory. (laughs) We were all just jumping up and down.
1: They were passionate and they, they were just honest and straightforward. And um, everything's great. Uh, I definitely recommend it. We had multiple offers, $50,000 more than the asking price. He had no contingencies, So I jumped on that one. I can't wait to do another deal with them. It was great. It was awesome. When you're ready to sit down with Ron and Don and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Follow on the social media platforms. Just search for Ron Upshaw or Don O'Neill.
0: Also, Disney, you're not going to believe what they're doing with their racist videos. They want you to watch them, they want you to see them, and they also want you to know that, yeah, these videos, Dumbo, yeah, kind of racist. We'll tell you about that. And also before we get out of here, are you a man what do they call it? A man interpreter? A man interrupter. A man interrupter? You might have two man interrupters right here. We'll get to that. Before we get to that, let's get to this. Hey, the Ron and Don seller's books, buyer's books. Everybody's been lighting us up. Everybody wants one of these free guides. What are they? What do we do and how do they get one?
1: Yeah, I'm not going to say it's a bestseller because we're giving them away for free, but uh, (laughs) you can just email me, ron at Windemir.com, If you are a buyer or a seller or you're like, I really don't know. I think I know how this works, but it's been a while or maybe it's my first time. So just email me. We'll get you set up with our uh, buyer's guide or our seller's guide. We wrote these books ourselves. They're very helpful and they will get you in the right mindset to go, okay, I'm ready now to take the next step, which is a Ronadon sit-down. You go to ronadonsitdown.com.
0: Yeah, we want to sit down with you. Before we do, though, we want you to do your homework. Read one of these guys, take notes, and then we'll jump on. We'll have a 45-minute conversation, and boom, we're off on a real estate journey, possibly... Uh, with you if we decide to be a team. What happened to you over the weekend? Uh, You Uh, shot yourself. What did you do? I
1: did shoot myself. So uh, if you listen to this show for a while, you realize uh, you may have heard I bought a tiny house up on the Skycomish River. And I am trying to do... In the spirit of Don or the Ron and Don, as much of the work that I'm able to do myself. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know how to install uh, like the uh, uh, actual circuits on the electrical panel, but I can put the box up, and so I, I those things like that. I can build the little stand that it goes on, uh, and so one of the things I'm at now is I have this little water pump that's going to pump water to the tiny house, and I was like, well, I can build the little house. And insulate it around the pump so the pipe doesn't freeze. You got
0: a tiny house for your tiny house.
1: I got a tiny pump house for the pump house. So I uh, am like, I got this. And I kind of enjoy it. I enjoy building it, and you get to see the thing. And from uh, for hopefully years from now, I can look out and go, I built that tiny house, and I built a little electrical system there. Uh, And so I had all my tools out. My my sister came up from Portland. Uh, She was going to help assist. I've really been feeling pressure to get this thing done before it freezes. Uh, you know, obviously, having freezing temperatures when you have an exposed water system is not good. That's what I one
0: I feel like I'm watching an episode of This Old Tiny House, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. So I uh, get all my gear up there, Ron
0: Vila. This right. Is, this is Ron Villa over here, and
1: uh, you know that I have I have all the tools. Yeah. I've just I'm that guy that has all the tools. So I have the Porter Cable. And this is not an endorsement for Porter Cable, because you'll see why in a minute. I have the Porter Cable framing nail gun. Like the same one, if you drive by and they are building a house, it's that gun. I went back in the day when I uh, lived out in the country, I said, I'm going to need me a framing nailing gun, because we're always building stuff. You've seen some of the stuff i built. It's really average for, if you know nothing about building, you'll walk up and go, dude, you built this barn? It's like, Yep. But if you know anything about construction, you'll know that it's not very good. So it looks fine to the naked eye, but it's I'm I'm it,
0: I'm confused. Are you talking about your construction? Just in my
1: my skill set. Okay. So my skill set, I can build stuff, but I have the tools. So I'm up there, I'm building, I'm cruising along. I really wanted to get this thing done over the weekend. It's Saturday, a little bit afternoon, and building the walls, cutting all the joists, getting this thing ready to roll. Move
0: this bus. Right, oh, exactly Plus, there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure right now a lot from, of pressure from ron's whole team
1: and no. i'm trying to meet this deadline no. and so it's the last wall it's the fourth wall on the uh on the pump house so the other three walls are framed and i'm going to to i got to tap a couple nails in on the top to get the header in place now if you're squeamish here's the time where you fast forward to the next segment i uh, just going to give you a spoiler alert if you are squeamish um, unbeknownst to me, there are two modes to the Porter Cable framing nail gun that I found out last night can from I, our buddy Dave. Can I raise my hand? Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm squeamish. Can I leave right now? <laughs> you can't leave right now. I want to leave right now.
1: Mode number one is continuous fire. Yeah. And that means if your hand is on the trigger. And the gun is hooked up to the compressor, every time that the it taps down onto the wood, it will fire a nail. Yeah. So you may have seen this before you're driving by and there's a dude just going kuh, 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 and like these flying, putting nails in.
0: What's really incredible when you see a guy in a windstorm, a rainstorm right. here in the northwest. They're just moving he's fifteen feet up on a ladder. And- That's not me. And he's just I don't flying, kind of with, flying with that gun. It, it, that, that's what's really incredible. So,
1: so then there's another mode, which I didn't know existed. And that is where it will only fire once every time you pull the trigger. Yeah. And, and so from time to time, I've had this nail gun for years. I've built a bunch of stuff with it. You'll get, a, you'll get what I call a double tap. It'll go and like two nails will come out when you only meant for one nail to come out. And then you just pound it in and it's fine. So I'm going, uh, I'm holding this, the last wall uh, upright and I'm, I'm putting in a nail to get the header in there, put the first nail in and I got my safety eyeglasses on. Like, you know, I'm captain safety. Boom. I do the first one and then I hit the second one and it does the double tap Mm. accidentally boom right away. The next nail comes and that nail misses the end of the board. It comes down into my hand. It's a three-inch, 16-gauge framing nail in a nail gun. 120 pounds of air pressure. It it fires this gun. And don't tell my mom and dad yet, because I haven't told them. I told my brother. But do not Wait tell my mom You're and dad. You're 50 years old. My mom will worry. Don't tell don't, my don't mom tell and dad. Her. Don't tell my mom and dad yet. <laughs> the nail different. enters right at the base of my thumb. And again, if you're squeamish, oh. the nail enters at the base of my thumb, mm. and it goes in. Doesn't go all the way into the head of the nail. Goes in maybe two, two and a quarter inches. Yeah, straight down towards the wrist. So that sort of fatty part, the the fleshy part of your palm, mm. and it's pointed straight down. So it enters right at the base of the thumb. It goes straight down a couple of inches, and so I uh, exclaim an expletive, drop the the Porter Cable. And uh, my sister that's standing uh, about 10 feet away says, um, stay calm and pull it out slowly. That was her advice to me. Stay calm, pull it out slowly. So, I mean, you're looking down. Is your sister?
0: Yeah. Is she a medical professional? No. She's not. She's she's an attorney. She's an attorney. Okay. So,
1: she's like, stay calm, pull it out slowly. Because
0: she's in one of those situations where you don't know what to say. But you're whatever you say. You're going to say it in a very calm fashion, right? And pretend later like you She said, pretend "I just, like you know what's going on." She didn't meantime, want to, have to pull she, it out. She's probably freaked out. What? She's, she
1: just she told me later that she just wanted didn't want to pull it out. Right. So I um. So I, I don't know if I was in a state of shock or not, but I look down. There's a nail head sticking out, a three inch nail. So I just grab the the nail and I start to slowly pull it out, and it's exactly what... I mean, it almost looked like a magic trick. You know, like if you, you watch David Blaine and he does all those illusions, no. except this was real. It's pulling out, starts to bleed. I go in, I grab a Band-Aid out of my truck. I, you know, wipe off the blood, put it on there. And so now I have... I'm I'm in... In between, on my way to Stevens Pass, it's in between Gold Bar and Index. It's not like I'm right around the corner from Evergreen Medical or Swedish or Polyclinic. Like, I'm out in the sticks. That's the whole point uh, of this cabin is to be away from everything. So now I'm like, okay, so what do I do? We have a whole job site there. So we got to clean. I have tools everywhere. There's tools and lumber and compressors and everything's everywhere. And now I got one hand that's bleeding the other hand. So we sort of have to like put away all the stuff. Uh, and I'm trying to remain calm. And then it's like, I need to get to uh, some sort of medical assistance uh, to take a look at this it it surprisingly didn't hurt right away it's one of those things like the nail went in so fast and i pulled it out in a state of shock that it kind of didn't hurt Mm. for the first couple minutes yeah uh and then it started to hurt right and so we were putting stuff away we just sort of shoving things into wherever into the truck into the into the tiny house and then we start to drive and it's like 45 minutes the closest urgent care is in Everett mm. at the at Evergreen the place where we you and I went and and uh, dropped off uh the cloth masks Face uh, match, back yeah. in the day and yeah. that that was the hospital when covid started yeah so I'm driving and I and do not say if you know who this is don't say it cuz I don't know about what I'm going to say if it's if it's kosher or not okay so I'm driving and I was like you know what I know a doctor of veterinary medicine that's right by here. Mm. He's he he or she's a doctor.
0: Yeah, it's
1: like why don't I call the vet? Mm-hmm. So I pick up the phone. Way closer. Uh, I was like, I pick up the phone and I call this vet and I said, Hey, I just shot a nail into my hand. I need to get it cleaned out. Uh, can you meet me at the vet and clean it out? And he or she was like. Okay, a little weird, but sure. I'm I'm a doctor. Um so I I the, my sister takes me to the vet. And I go inside and and he the he or she ended up cleaning it out. Uh, did a fantastic job, obviously medical training first how do you aid. know if
0: they did a fantastic job? You don't know if they did a fantastic job because your thumb may never work again. You may never be able to give a thumbs up like fonzie did on Happy Days to Richie Cunningham and potsy I can and, do and it with my now, right hand back in the day. So this this could be a real problem. Your Fonzie thumb may be done. And what you forgot to tell everyone is that who else did you call for medical advice? This guy right here. Yeah, and FaceTimed you weren't gonna you. do anything. And what I tell you, I said you're being an idiot. You have got to go go see a doctor. See a doctor. And so I didn't know the doctor was going to be a vet, but nonetheless, hey, if he takes we take better care of our dogs and cats here right. than we do each other. So I would say a vet is probably a better doctor than an ER doctor anytime, which is probably horrible medical advice to give right now, but I'm the one that set you on the path right. to saving your thumb. I'm this guy over here kind of saved you
1: he or she was like this is great because my patients usually can't tell me where if it hurts or not <laughs> so we throw that treatment yeah. and i know we're going to get a bunch of emails and stuff i already contacted my primary care physician yeah. my tetanus shot uh is done like that's taken care of uh i'm gonna go see a hand specialist so i'm getting that referral and i'm gonna get one of those things like i'm in a bowling league to, oh. to stabilize but this is among the most painful things uh that i'm going through so like i'm driving around right now showing real estate with a block of ice yeah. an ice pack and i put my hand when i'm driving i put it on there and then i get out and do what i'm doing um not fi- i can't recommend if this was a yelp review one star would not recommend
0: well what's more painful because we were all we got together we socially distanced there's uh just a couple of us we've been lifelong friends and we got together we watched the Seahawks game last night you were there uh, you look very, very uncomfortable. The very it's, uncomfortable. it's not comfortable. No, it looks in your ho- the way you're even holding it right now. So, the 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 question is, what Can are the doctor I- will, will you will you get the use of your thumb back because you, you're
1: yeah, I, I think so. Well, I'm going to make an appointment to go. Let see me ask the, you, what's the, more the painful?
0: Doctor. Seahawks five and zero last night, Sunday night football in those uniforms. There are 1, and one in the wolf gray when they go wolf gray and wolf gray. Then they line up last night, and they play. And if you're listening to this a couple of weeks from now, then maybe it doesn't make uh, great sense. But they're playing last night on Sunday Night Football. They put up 572 yards. When's the last time the Seahawks had 33 first downs? 33 first downs. You score 34 points. Tyler Lockett had the greatest night of any Seahawk receiver ever. Ever. And now what people are saying today is, well, you know, Russ Wilson should have finished it last night. Uh, Russ Wilson threw three interceptions. Let's not forget, he threw three interceptions because he had to throw so much. And the reason he had to throw so much is because, well, there's a team on the other side that put up more than 34 points. So what hurts more, the Seahawks loss or your thumb?
1: Oh, my thumb, for sure.
0: All right, see you on the other side of this.
1: Today's show is made possible by your friends, Ron and Don, licensed realtors with Windermere Midtown. When you're ready to sit down and strategize about your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com.
0: Mother's Day over the weekend. Mother's Day over the weekend. And I don't know about you, Ron, as I've gotten older, I have a hard time sleeping sometimes. And a number of years ago, I was with one of my friends that I crab fish with. He's in his 70s. And he said his daughter, because he's having the same problem. He would go to bed, wake up two, three o'clock in the morning, and he said his daughter introduced him to cannabis and edibles. And so he gave me some, and I, because because at the time I was I was on like a pharmaceutical medication, just trying to sleep at night. And you you if you take Ambien, there you don't get that deep rested sleep, and you're at least for me, I would sleep three hours, wake up wide-eyed and bushy-tailed after three hours, and then you take the other half of the ambient, at least that's what I did, and then uh, and then I would sleep for maybe another three hours. With, with taking the can of cannabis candy, I don't know if you ever tried it before, it, it I sleep really well, and I get really deep cycles of sleep, and I get that REM sleep. My mother, who, unbeknownst to her, uh, used to uh water plants tomato plants yeah that were in our house she thought they were tomato plants they were up in her bedroom and little did she know that my brother was growing pot plants and then he was he was he was selling the pot plants so my mom actually has a pretty good green thumb. she could really grow some pot and once again she will always tell you that she thought she was uh, growing tomato plants i think that's true my sister my older sister is up in colorado I was on the phone with my mother the other day, and I said, Mom, because she's having a hard time sleeping right now. She's alone. She's in her 70s. She is very socially distant. She lives in this big house. And and I suggested something to her, and and I thought she'd get mad at me. I said, Mom, you know what you should do? Why don't you have my sister, Beth, stop by Pueblo, Colorado, because she's going down to a visit for the week for Mother's Day weekend. And we hope everyone had a great Mother's Day, by the way. And have her get some cannabis. And she didn't know what cannabis was. So I had to explain it to her. And then I had to explain to her that there's candy, there's cannabis candy. And that when you eat the cannabis candy, it possibly, there's a possibility here that you could sleep really well. I said, there's also a giant possibility that you could get stoned. I said, if you and Beth get stoned, I want to be the first person that you call. uh, FaceTime. on a Zoom call, because I really, <laughs> really, really want to talk to you. Absolutely. Uh, because my mom has never been stoned before. Never, never been stoned. As far as you know. As far as I know. And you, and you know what? It, it was shocking to me. She was really open to it, right? She, was- Yeah,
1: attitudes on this has really changed. It's interesting that you said that, because I had one experience, uh, or two experiences. One, I went to Amsterdam, and I tried to smoke a joint when it was legal over there. I couldn't inhale. It was a catastrophic experience. It was really bad. Uh, I had the, everything set up perfectly in Amsterdam. I had my munchy foods. I had water. I had the little a vial that you go by. Uh, and I talked to the, the bud tender over there. This was years ago, uh, way before it was legalized here. That experience went horrible. And then I had a friend bring me a brownie one time. And I had a bite of brownie. Didn't feel anything, didn't feel anything, didn't feel anything. So I took another bite of brownie. There's the mistake. Then it all hit me like a ton of bricks. I ended up in a fetal position like, I don't like this. But now that it's sort of, um, you know, the dosage you're going to get, I have thought about this. A friend of mine just gave me a gummy. Yeah. And it's an indica, which she said indica reminds you you're going to be in the couch <laughs> indica she's like that's how you know which one is which and yeah. i was like okay indica in the couch i haven't tried it yet yeah. um but you said you got good results from the sleeping one so i would like to try one for sleeping as well so maybe i'll join your mom for a mother's day experimentation because i live right down the street there's a a pot shop that i could probably be in the couch uh, in no time but good for them. I, I think people have really it's, – it's reasonable to do the edibles, uh, I think, now and not freak out about it anymore.
0: No, because when you – you know, a big thing for me when I really started paying attention to what I was eating, what I was drinking, how I was exercising, the, the big thing for me was, was I have to get enough sleep. And if I don't get enough sleep and enough deep sleep, Uh, then I'm I'm extremely affected by that in every aspect of my life, especially when you got a kiddo that gets up early and you got a dog and it, it, it is, it, it it can be hard being a single parent sometimes and you didn't get the sleep that you
1: need. I mean, I can tell, I, I know how much sleep you've gotten. Just when, when you and I interacted over the years, like I know what days you've gotten sleep and what days you haven't. And like, what how I should respond to the different versions of dawn like oh, i just know that so like if you are no sleep dawn like no meetings don't bring anything up like it's not it's a non-starter yeah. like don't even go there so uh yeah it's it's remarkable the different how you interact with the world based on the amount of sleep that you've gotten
0: so so anyway we will We'll see if mom gets high. I told her not to take too much. Maybe just bite a little corner and wait and wait and wait and wait because it takes time. Because unlike smoking cannabis, when you're eating it, it has to cross the blood-brain barrier. And so that's why it takes so much time. And then if you go back and you eat the rest of the brownie too early, that, you end up in the couch on the floor. And, and I did not like that at all. Yeah, and you feel like you're going to end up in the grave and you have a bad experience and then you 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 poo poo it and you throw it all out and you say yeah that's that it didn't work or it's not for me, and that's what those edibles can really do. So I will I will give you a report on my mother getting stoned. And let's face it, here in Washington, uh, one of the first businesses to open back up when they said it's essential was a lot of the cannabis stores and the pot shops.
1: Yeah, I can't wait for that report. I love it. Yeah. So
0: hey, uh, we come back. We're gonna talk a little bit about adopting. Uh, what is this, Ron? You can adopt a high school senior? Is that right? Yeah,
1: it's a new movement going on uh, and it's happening online, but there's a bit of a controversial twist here. So I'm, I'm really interested to get your take on adopting a senior. Yeah, And also, what is your take on the words like social distancing
0: uh, that we've been learning and also the words COVID-19 when this isn't even really COVID-19? It's actually SARS-2. If you read uh, Bill Gates and Gates notes, uh, you'll know that uh, he is so informed about this. He is really incredible. And then also uh, we'll talk a little bit about Earl Thomas. It's the Ron and Don show only on the Ron and Don radio network. Hey, you guys. Well, there you go. Now, you know about black belt courage. Now, you know about swim with the turtles. And now, you know, what did you learn about a nail frame gun that basically there's two different settings, You got to make make sure you have it on the right setting, right? Read
1: that manual and switch it over. I did that just uh, last week. I read the manual. I switched it over to single file uh, fire. And so now uh, we'll be firing one nail at a time. Thank you very much.
0: Hey, real quick, we're going to come hard charging into 2021. I just want everyone to remember, this is when a lot of people uh, decide you're making decisions about where you're going to travel this summer. The home that you're going to live in, where you're going to vacation, where you're going to fly, where you're going to travel, you're making those types of decisions. And don't forget, if you're making a real estate decision, which to eight, statistically, is it eight to 10% of people will Eight be to
1: making- 10%. And so if you are making that decision or, or a family member or a friend, you know that they're moving, have them reach out. Um, we are really good at this and we're good at putting together a plan, whether you're a buyer or a seller, we would love to partner with you and your family or friends. It'd start things off at Sitdown.com, or you can just email me directly, ron at windermere.com. All right, you guys.
0: Thanks for listening. The last episode episode of this year. We hope you and yours are safe this holiday season. We hope you have a tremendous 2021 and we will see you in 2021. He's Ron. I'm Don. Reminded you, keep your head up, keep your shoulders back and we'll see you next time only on the Ron and Don Radio Network.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and find some black belt courage. Ah! I'm not i <laughs>